invite you all to pray with me. Uh, Gracious God, as we prepare to come before your word this day, uh, we ask you to get our attention and help us to settle into this time and space. Let go of the things that are swirling in our hearts and minds so that we might zone in on you and what you long to speak into our hearts and our lives this day. God, what a gift it is to have time set aside to be attentive to you and your purposes in our lives. Allow us to worship you with our attention as we uh, prepare to hear your word. It's in your name we ask these things. Amen. So we are in the middle of a sermon series where we are recognizing how important communication is to our relationships and their health, and how this is also true to our relationship with God. Each week we are looking at how prayer can serve as a lifeline between us and our Creator by examining different prayers captured in Scripture and the ways these biblical prayers worked to connect God and God's people. Today, we turn to the Psalms, which was the hymn book of the Israelite people, to hear the only psalm recorded there that is labeled as a psalm of praise. So let us listen for God's word as it comes to us today in Psalm 145. I will lift you up high, my God, the true King. I will bless your name forever and always. I will bless you every day. I will praise your name forever and always. The Lord is great and is so worthy of praise. God's greatness can't be grasped. One generation will praise your works to the next one, proclaiming your mighty acts. They will talk about the glorious splendor of your majesty and will contemplate your wondrous works. They will speak of the power of your awesome deeds. I will declare your great accomplishments. They will rave in celebration about your abundant goodness. They will shout joyfully about your righteousness. The Lord is merciful and compassionate, very patient and full of faithful love. Friends, this is the word of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Thank you. So we uh, sold our living room couch this week. And y'all have to admit that I was emotional about it. George and I bought our first set of couches together not long after we were married, nearly 19 years ago. Suffice it to say, they were a bit out of date. They were purchased to fill a large family room space in our first home, but since we built our home in Spring Hill, have always been just a bit too big for the space they occupy. And it's finally time for something new. This is one of those couches with two recliners located on each end, 
but was before the time when furniture companies got smart and made couches like this in such a way that you could break them into pieces. So my father was not sad to see this bad boy go because he has helped us move this thing countless times over the years as the couch traveled with us to not just one, but two seminary apartments, and not just one, but two houses here, along with a stint in a storage unit while we were building our current home. Which is, of course, why I got emotional as I drove away from the house with the couch looking lonely in the garage, awaiting to be picked up by its new owner a little bit later that day. That couch has been present for a whole lot of life that our family has lived together. You can tell I'm really attached to the couch. It didn't help that we were celebrating our oldest daughter's birthday this week. She came along shortly after the couch and turned 17 yesterday. The pictures from the day we brought her home from the hospital capture she and I as we are nestled into the couch's big, comfy cushions. And if I scrolled through the ridiculous number of photos that live on my phone from the 17 years that have unfolded since then, that couch can be found in countless of them. As I was shedding some tears over this large but inanimate object that has been at the center of our family's life over the years, I had to laugh at myself a bit as I was also holding this psalm in my heart in my mind this week. That big old couch, Maya's 17th birthday, the season of change that we are in, have left me reflecting upon the journey of life, the ways the story of our own family has unfolded over these past years. And friends, what is truly at the center of it is not some piece of furniture, but instead the Lord, who is merciful, compassionate, oh, so very patient with us, and full, full of faithful love. You can't see visible signs of God's presence when you are quickly scrolling through the photos that capture moments in time of our family's life. But if I sit and think about the ups and downs, the twists and turns that we have navigated as we have walked these years together, the mercy, the compassion, the patience, the faithful love of our God have guided us, sustained us, seen us through, and continue to do so as each day comes. The Lord is worthy of our praise. Part of why God invites us to pray prayers of praise is that they help us to remember who God is and who we are not. This is King David's psalm, and it is no accident that the psalm opens with these words, I will lift you up high, my God, the true king. 
There were seasons in David's kingship that he forgot who was the true king, wielded his own power in horribly unjust ways, and hurt others and his leadership as a result. He is praying this prayer in part to remind himself just who God the true king is, so that he too can remember just who he is a broken and fallible human who is beloved by a powerful and gracious God. There is a reason the scout law includes reverent as a characteristic of a scout that helps fulfill the scout mission of preparing young people to make ethical and moral choices over their lifetime. Reverence reminds us that we belong to God and to one another, and that we were not meant to live our life independently. Left to our own devices, we lose our way and make a mess of things time and time again. King David proved that true in his own life and learned how critical it was for him to humble himself as he lifted up praise to his good and gracious God. Which is why those words of his describing God at the end of our text today are all words that point to our human limitations and brokenness. The Lord is merciful when we make mistakes and lose our way. The Lord is compassionate when God meets us in our suffering. The Lord is patient with us when we are distracted or stubborn or unyielding. The Lord is full of faithful love, even when we are not. When I think about our family's life as it has unfolded over these years, it is that Lord that meets us in the midst of this life that is full of pain and brokenness, beauty and wonder, struggle and hurt, joy and chaos. It is that Lord that is at its heart, at the center of all that is this messy and wondrous existence of ours. It is that Lord that continues to seek to lead us toward life. Unlike the couch that is pictured in the background of so many of our family's photos, it takes more than a snapshot to capture the presence and movement of God in our lives. The psalmist writes, One generation will praise your works to the next one, proclaiming your mighty acts. We have to take time to recognize God's movement in our lives and then to tell the story to the ones who come after us. We offer prayers of praise both to recognize and remember what God has done and also to testify to God's greatness and goodness so that others can learn to see for themselves the movement of the Lord who is merciful and compassionate very patient and full of faithful love in their own lives in the world. 
praying prayers of praise draws us closer to our God. When we share the testimony that is at the heart of those prayers, it gives others the opportunity to draw close to God as well. As we have moved through this sermon series, we've taken time each week to practice the prayers we are studying from Scripture so that we can experience them for ourselves. Today, we will do the same. And so I will invite you here in just a minute to spend some time reflecting upon the presence of God in your life and the story you have to tell about just who God has been to you, what God's presence in your life has meant as your own years have unfolded. There are so many names of God that each in their own way capture an aspect of who God is, speak of God's character. In this time of reflection, you are invited as you feel comfortable and are led to come forward and share your testimony of praise to God by writing a name or characteristic of God that speaks of who God is to you and how God has moved in your life up here on our canvas. May we honor this time to give praise to our Lord. Mm -hmm. 